Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the daily podcast looking back on this day in the history of rock. I'm Paul Stevenson. Today is May 24th, so we get the chance to wish a legend a happy 81st birthday, Robert Alan Zimmerman, better known, of course, as Bob Dylan. He's 81 today. And also celebrating is former guest on the show, founding member and drummer with Blue Oyster Cult, Albert Bouchard, who is 75 years old today. As I said, I interviewed him last year. He didn't really sing. He just screamed piss. Over and over. Piss, piss, piss. (laughs) And you can find out what on earth he's talking about and hear his brilliant stories on episode 44 of Vintage Rock Pod. But for today's story, we're going to go back to this day in 1970. Yes, on this day in 1970, Peter Green played his last gig with Fleetwood Mac. The legendary blues rock singer, songwriter and guitarist helped to form the original incarnation of Fleetwood Mac in 1967 following his stint with another legend, John Mayall's Blues Breakers. Now, during his time in the group, the band scored some big hits, especially in the UK, with tracks like Albatross, Oh Well and Black Magic Woman. Now with me to talk about Peter Green and his legacy is Morris Bostinsky. Now, Peter Green is often a forgotten man, really, but he was a guitarist of immense reputation, wasn't he? Peter Green certainly seems to be a revered guitarist, but more among musicians or those in the know of his work. In terms of the wider public, it appears less so. His 60s contemporaries like Eric Clapton, who he replaced in John Mayall's Blues Breakers, or Jimmy Page, are names that everybody knows. They're ubiquitous. It's <laughs> seems unusual to me considering that he came up in an era when many British blues guitarists were highly regarded that his name isn't quite mentioned as much. On the other hand, considering that he supposedly shunned the spotlight, that may have had something to do with it. There are so many musicians who were not as big as they could have been in their day, but eventually found their audience. And I think Peter Green is one of those guys. I hadn't actually heard the name of Peter Green until a workmate put me onto the Peter Green Splinter Group in the late 90s. I knew the big songs associated with Fleetwood Mac like Albatross, Oh Well and Black Magic Woman, but I had no idea of his importance behind those songs. I've since discovered those early Fleetwood Mac albums which are heavy on the blues, although there's some really beautiful stuff going on with Then Play On, the final album Green did with Mac. If Peter Green wasn't exactly a well-kept secret, he was someone that musicians and blues fans would have to sing the praises of if radio airplay wasn't going to. Definitely. Now, given the massive success the band achieved with Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks and things like that, it can be easy to forget the kind of blues era of the band. That the, they were really successful too, weren't they? When Fleetwood Mac became the Buckingham Nicks juggernaut with its pop approach, who was going to listen to anyone who had said that the band didn't begin with Rhiannon <laughs> yep, or true. even with the Bob Welsh albums in between those phases? Those early albums were successful in an era that blues-based rock were popular, but Buckingham Nick's era Mac were beyond mere chart success, and they were a soap opera which made for great newspaper headlines. (laughs) Personally, I'll take Oh Well and Albatross any day over Say That You Love Me or Dreams, but it's a different band altogether. If Mick Fleetwood and John McPhee had changed the name, nobody would be making the comparison. Yeah, very true. Now, it was nice to see his contribution recognised when he was inducted alongside the, the other members of Fleetwood Mac into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1998, wasn't it? 
I'm not a big fan of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or of competitive awards for art in general. However, given the reality that it does exist, it's definitely great to see that Peter Green and Jeremy Spencer and Danny Kerwin were yeah. inducted yeah. alongside the others because it's the Hall of Fame committee recognizing that Green was a core part of what the band represented and was successful in doing it. And if it got even a few people who brought rumors to check out, then play on, then everybody wins. It's a shame that it looks like Bob Welsh wasn't part of that induction, but I believe that some level of bitterness between him and the rest of the band rubbed him out of their history. However, man of the hour, Peter Green, not only received the acknowledgement from the hall, but from his mates Mick Fleetwood and John McPhee. Yep. Which was great to see. A big thanks to the brilliant Maurice Borstinski there, who you can check out in more detail on his series, See Here, that's H-E-A-R, a monthly podcast dedicated to the discussion of musically themed films, narratives or documentaries, which is also part of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Well, that's it for May 24th then. Tomorrow we're going to go back to 1985 to talk about a legendary album that went to number one in 24 different countries around the world. And you're going to hear from one of the band members too. So, until then, take care. <laughs>